It is no secret that the travel industry has undergone some major changes in the past few years. And even though it is back and booming, so much of why and how we travel has changed. Welcome to Travel Redefined. I'm Sarah Dandeshi and I'm your host, and I'm excited to talk to thought leaders in the hospitality and travel space for insight on the future of travel. Welcome back to another episode of Travel Redefined, where we are talking with individuals in all different verticals of the travel and hospitality space. Today's episode is going to be really cool. Um, She's actually somebody I've known for several years, and uh, she has an amazing online presence. Uh, For those that might know of the term, I don't know, travel influencer, aka you should Google it because her photo (laughs) comes up, which I think is just amazing. She's done so much in the industry, and she's going to be able to share some insight as far as what it means to be a travel influencer, how she works with brands, um, and, and then also just how we're going to get into this discussion about like how travel influencers have sort of change travel because uh, I definitely feel like they have. So um, without further ado, welcome today's guest, Francesca Murray. Francesca, welcome. Hi, thank you for having me. Of course. Thanks so much for coming on. So, I mean, we've known each other for some time. You're behind the brand One Girl, One World, which is such a great name. Um, but I I want to like talk a little bit more of this. So you actually just discovered this recently, which is so cool, that when you Google the term travel, travel influencer, your photo pops up which is yeah. you're going to see my smiling face, my Afro sitting on a suitcase. <laughs> I love that. So to, why don't, just to kind of kick things off, can you share a little bit about how you work with travel and hotel brands? Yeah, sure. So the way that I work with travel and hotel brands is I primarily work with tourism boards and they pay me to come to their destination and it's usually either they want to promote like a certain seasonal thing or an activity that they're they have going on or just to kind of get people especially last year I worked with a lot of tourism boards last year to kind of just let people know hey we're open um what the majority of the tourism boards I worked with were US based so they really wanted people to know even if you aren't comfortable traveling internationally You can still come and do a road trip. For example, I did a campaign with Visit California, which was a dream partnership of mine. Amazing. Yeah, as a born and raised California girl, that was like the top of my list of dream travel campaigns. And we did a really cool campaign where I did a road trip and all the destinations were within about 20 to 30 minutes of each other. So that was something that they wanted to promote. And so that's typically how it goes. I work with hotels as well, but... More often, it's a tourism board and they'll have different hotel partners and activities and they'll piece together something. Which, no, that that's great. And like for those that are tuning in that might have more of, you know, like the hospitality or the hotel backside, this is why this is so interesting to to find out a little bit more because, you know, you can work with people like Francesca to... because we all know it's not necessarily just a hotel, like it's the destination. And you, you bring that up very, very much. So is that, that is the, the hotel component is just like one piece of the travel pie. So it's so great when you can really focus on the destination and options as far as where to stay, that can really kind of enhance the whole experience. And I love what you just did with uh, visit California, which is 
I mean, living in California as well too, that's definitely a dream partnership and, and a lot of fun. So yeah. kudos to you for that. Um, so would love to hear um, even more of your backstory. So how did you end up making this shift to becoming a travel influencer? How did you come up with One Girl, One World? So the name One Girl, One World, it just came to me. So I think it was just destiny. It was what was meant to be uh, the name of the brand. I think the great thing about One Girl, One World is that it can, it doesn't have to necessarily rely on me. That was something that I was intentional about from the beginning was that I didn't want it to be Francesca's travels or Francesca's journey or something like that. I kind of wanted it to be a brand where most women could see themselves as one girl, one world, traveling, enjoying life. And the way that it started was in college, I studied abroad in Italy and it pretty much changed my life, my perspective, everything, because I had originally, I was studying journalism and public relations and I wanted to be a celebrity publicist. And I was very much like on that path. I had a ton of scholarships. I was already like doing red carpet events. And then I studied abroad in Italy and I was like, oh my God, there's actually a world out here and I have to go see it. I just was like obsessed from that point forward. And so the I, it also made me realize as I was like learning all these skills to help make someone into like a celebrity, I was like, well, what if I took these same like tactics and applied them to myself? And who I knows? Maybe like <laughs> one day I could be like the next Anthony Bourdain. That was the thinking back then because I was in love with his travels and there weren't really even not just like as a woman of color but there weren't women at all like on in travel media 10 15 years ago aside from Samantha Brown and maybe like a few others so that's really how it started um and it's just been an incredible journey and like you said being now able to see myself when I google travel influencer and even more so what that means when other women google travel influencer and they actually see me, I think that's really powerful and just exciting. It's amazing. And I actually want to draw attention to something that you, what you just said, um, because I mean, we, we can't talk about travel influencers without addressing the fact that sometimes some brands and companies, they have been burned and they kind of roll their eyes at the notion of, as far as like being a travel influencer. But at the end of the day, when you're working with real professionals like yourself, like myself and others, uh, you know, when you're working with a professional, they, they are bringing something different to the table. And what you just mentioned is what you were doing before, as far as celebrity PR. So taking that knowledge that you had applied to a completely different industry and applying it to yourself, using that gives you validity. Like you are approaching it in a very different way. And I also love that that's also why you even chose your, you know, the the name is that it didn't necessarily have to be you. Yes, it can be through your lens. Um, yeah. I too also chose the name of my brand based on that. It's like I wanted it to also like appeal to to others or other people could see themselves in that role. So those are such, a, those are really good points. And so again, for people that are tuning in, that's something to make note of is that, you know, there is, this is a very much a, uh, it is a profession. There are people that take it very seriously. Absolutely. Um, and, um, and it's also exciting to see, you know, um, the differences that it can make, which kind of leads me to my next question here. So um, we know, we know this, even if people roll their eyes at the term influencer, at least that part, we know travel influencers play a big role in the industry. Um, 
how, be curious to hear from you. How do you think influencers have changed the way that people travel? So for better or for worse, I think we've definitely influenced people to take photos when they travel and like produce content, which I think even from, you know, maybe brands would, maybe certain brands or hotels, et cetera, would roll their eyes at the thought of someone like bringing their selfie stick or their tripod in the lobby. But imagine like the impact we've had where the average travelers also sharing their stories, sharing the journey, tagging the hotel, tagging where they got drinks, following their favorite influencers itinerary. And a lot of times, like I'll get DMs from people who literally follow exactly what I said in a blog post or exactly what I did showed in my stories. And so there's the direct influence of like people actually taking our advice and going and travel. And I've written a travel guide as well. And so that I know for a fact, like I have the data that people follow my advice and like trust me as a resource. But also just when I go to these places and I see girls with their tripod, like taking pictures and I see people out vlogging and I actually feel proud because I'm like, okay, yes, you feel comfortable. You want to share your journey. Why not? And so that's a huge impact that I've seen and even had to adjust for as a creator because now there's just so much more competition for certain like photo spots, for example. So I'm like, okay, now instead of showing up at eight, I have to get here at six if I want to beat the crowd and actually get like the good professional looking shot. Well, you bring up a great point in that, in that it's like kind of starting with, you know, it's like you've got the professionals, that the actual travel influencers that brands pay to come and cover because they're paying for their expertise and their creativity and, and all that they're bringing because they will produce that professional content. But then, you know, this notion of inspiring travelers to like tap into their own inner travel influencer side. And what's great about that is like, okay, yes. You know, sometimes basically if you're looking at like the average traveler, if they are going to be taking photos and capturing their stay, in essence, that is that is free marketing for companies. So like let everybody feel like they want to tap into their, you know, their inner travel influencer self. And I, I kind of love that. By the way, I say this to be very clear, that is not to replace actual like hiring actual professionals. Yeah, no. And it's it's a completely different thing because a really different thing, but it's cool. Yeah, it's still I mean, of course, there's going to be a difference between like you and I going and taking a photo versus like my dad taking it and putting it on his Facebook. But it's still kind of like a win win for the destination either way. Totally. It's that shareable content. And, you know, and at the end of the day, I'm, um, I mean, I'm sure you might be aware of some of these stats. I know I've talked about this in different things that I've done, but it's something like 80. 85% of travelers make their travel decisions based off of content that they see online. That is wow. huge. That is what people are getting their content from. And where are they getting that from? Social media. So yeah. obviously that the demographics range, whether it's Facebook and it's older clientele or Instagram or TikTok, et cetera. But that's where people are going and getting their travel inspiration to then make their travel decisions. So that's why you can't sleep on it. And like, the, you know, to hire professionals, to be able to create that content, it's so important, you know, and it is, yes, but it's also exciting too. So, um, want to hear, you know, from your side, because obviously you get to travel a lot. That is definitely part of, uh, so on one hand, you're working with businesses to help create that marketing material for them and also using you as a funnel to, um, 
you know, to amplify the content, but then you're also staying at places. So what shifts have you seen maybe in hospitality marketing in the past two years? Like, have you seen it evolve and maybe what it might be going towards, like from the marketing standpoint? From the marketing standpoint, so the most important thing for me personally has been the diversity and inclusion. Okay, you. Yeah. <laughs> you were saying that because that's important. Yeah. <laughs> that's the number one thing. It was really why I started this whole journey. Like I said, when I say that I want all women to be able to feel like they could be one girl, one world, it's because historically as a black woman, because maybe you can't see me through a podcast, but as a black woman traveling, it was so rare to see myself. And so now I just think it's amazing to turn on the TV and see a commercial for a brand. And I'm like, wow, they have a black girl with an Afro running on the beach like anybody else, like the commercials that I've been seeing like since I was a kid or just, I mean, it's it's really, there has been an actual change. There's still ways to go. I'm not gonna yeah. say this battle is over, but I will say that I noticed the difference and I'm very proud and I'm very happy to see that because with that, I also have noticed as someone who is a part of the Black community and the Black travel community, it's exploded. Like Black people are traveling and sharing it more than ever. And nobody can tell me that that's not a direct result of the travel influencers who are on the front line pushing for diversity and the tourism professionals in the background pushing for diversity and to see those changes finally be made and to also see the result of more of us traveling is just really beautiful and I'm so happy and I just I just want to see it continue to grow and evolve and that that's a huge change that and it's it's impacted me personally too because I've been doing this for like almost 10 years and really over has been over the past two years that I've seen an increase in opportunities paid fair opportunities (laughs) But which is so important. And I, but I love that you bring that up too, because I've definitely noticed it as well. And I mean, I hope, I hope I say this being like, I hope that, you know, more black travelers are feeling more comfortable going to different places as well, too. I mean, obviously, that's a very weighted question. And so many elements go into that. I'm very aware. But um, I'm hoping that that is the case. Because that's to me what I feel like is one of the greatest lessons in traveling in travel is this opening ourselves up to other people, different cultures, different ethnicities, different religions, food, whatever it is. And it's uh, that's so innate to I, I think one of like the beautiful things of travel. And it is heartbreaking to me when I feel when I hear and it can be whether it is race, whether it is females, whatever it is, when people feel not comfortable traveling, because I'm like, no. I want people to like, cause, cause it's a two way street, you know, it's not right. like it's yeah. learning from there, but it may be the destination learning from the traveler as well. Yes. 100%. And I feel the same way. I just, as someone who's always uh, felt comfortable traveling and it's part of my life, it's part of my being. It also makes me sad when other people don't feel comfortable and I get it. I, I mean, you want to feel safe. If you've never seen anyone else doing it, most people are going to assume it's for a reason and it's for a bad reason that you don't see black people going to Italy or what have you or black people traveling through Texas or whatever the the case may be and so it's also yeah very important for me to like know that people are out there getting that experience and then also like you said like the locals also benefit from seeing different types of 
Americans or different types of travelers versus what they see on TV all the time. So completely. Yeah, because that's the whole thing is, is that I think some people glaze over the fact and they forget that it's a two way street. So it's not necessarily just like the traveler being educated, but it's the people in the destinations being educated about like who's coming there, you know, and so it that to me is just it's really strong and powerful. So it is nice to see that it's it is shifting, you know, slowly but surely, <laughs> you know, it, 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 it still ways to go. So I uh, want to hear about this. So you have caught, of course, you travel a lot yourself um, in. So do you have um, you've got the inside scoop as far as like from the traveler's perspective. And we have a lot of people that work in the industry. Um, so would love to hear from your side. Have you seen any cool new trends um, like as a traveler, like as a guest, like are there cool things that you're seeing, whether it's desti- destinations do offer more immersive experiences or hotels being more unique to the location? What have you seen? Um, something that I've noticed, and maybe again, this is just with the influencer side of me on the back end, but something that I've noticed is more photography actually being offered, like services. Yes. It's like, for example, Flytographer, there is a service where They're people great. Can, yeah, can book a professional photographer and they've expanded their network. Like you can find them pretty much almost anywhere. And then beyond that, a very interesting trend I'm noticing is influencers are starting to offer photography packages for people who come and visit like I know an influencer in Paris and now she does photo shoots for for her followers who come and want to like do photo shoots like her her content's really cute and she's Parisian so she knows the ins and outs and I was like wow that's really interesting and I've noticed more and more creators doing that even my partner he's a photographer in Martinique and sometimes like my followers will reach out to him since he's a professional photographer who shoots people regularly and he'll do a cool influencer style or a family style photo shoot for like even just the average person. I so love that's that. That's a trend that I'm noticing. And I think it's it's pretty cool. That's exciting because, again, it's like all the travelers are just getting in on wanting to capture that experience and share it, um, you know, with their friends and family who might be following along or and and it just again, it's all about at the end of the day, encouraging people to get back out there. And so whether it's they're following a travel influencer or just they see somebody in their family do something, that's all positive marketing, I think. I agree. I want to hear from you on this because this is part of the name of the show. Um, So we've talked a little bit about like how travelers have kind of shifted, you know, maybe their mindsets and goals, what we're seeing um, combined with like what you know and you see How do you see travel being redefined? So I think it's being redefined, especially post-pandemic. I feel like a lot of us really understood the power of human connection and experiences and having these invaluable experiences that you can hold on to when you travel. And so I feel like that that's becoming like the sentiment of people wanting to travel and experiencing things. And for example, even myself, I went to a resort called the Canyon of the Eagles in Texas. And they have an on-site astrologer. And there are a lot of dark sky parks around Austin, Texas. And so this, it, unfortunately, it was a bit cloudy when I was there. So I didn't have the full experience. But just the fact that they have an on-site astrologer there who can explain the planets and the stars. And even when it was too cloudy to go and like, they have a telescope and like all these really interesting things 
when that was available, he took us into like this room in the resort and he did a PowerPoint like slideshow, but a really cool presentation and sharing with us like about the stars and the moon and things I never thought of before. And I was like, this is a travel experience I was not expecting, but I'll always remember it. Of course. Oh my, I love that. That is so cool. It's very cool, very unique, like cool bragging rights as a traveler. Like, hey, I know more about the moon or whatever or something like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's cool, like dinner party store you can throw in. Um, so I think unique experiences like that are what really are redefining and reshaping travel. Yeah, I absolutely agree. And I love that. By the way, I'm definitely gonna have to take notes on that place because that is super cool. Uh, yeah, Canyon of the Eagles. <laughs> Noted. Um, so I wanted to talk to you about this because obviously, you know, you stayed in various properties and 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 different types, you know, whether it might be more cool boutique, luxury, et cetera, across the world. Um, so as somebody that might be on the recipient side, what what makes something five star service for you? So for me, it's really about the attitude of the staff. And I'm not really someone who needs to feel like I'm being waited on hand and foot or like someone's is in service to me in a like beneath me type of way, because I know that there are some people who travel and they kind of go too far with that. But for, <laughs> but for me, it's about feeling like the staff is genuinely happy to have me there as a customer. And that could be just like a smile and a hello from someone who's passing by just wiping a window or something like that. Those things really matter to me. And then also, I am someone who, when I travel, I really prioritize getting recommendations from locals. And usually the first people that I ask for tips of things to do in the area or what do you like to eat are the people that work at the hotel. And so... They're actually open and they're ready to give me their list of recommendations. And they really, I could, because I can tell also when it's genuine, when they're like, okay, this is actually where I go eat on Sundays with my family versus go to this restaurant that's owned by so-and-so. I'm doing him a favor by sending you there. So for me, it all comes down to the genuine nature of the people that I engage with. And then also if they're willing to help me out with some local tips, that's, that's five star to me. I love that. And I mean, that's, yeah, yeah. I mean, you're speaking my language with that. That's obviously like my whole thing as far as, you know, the concierge and the local person at the hotel, the notion of this hospitality from within that genuine service. So I love that that's also what drives you as well, you know, from the traveler side. So, mm-hmm. um, which is really cool. Well, I, okay. Uh, people always ask for this. And so I always love to hear what different travelers have to say about this, but do you have any advice or maybe travel tips that you can share with those that might be tuning in? Yeah. So for me, I think especially in these times, if you can develop loyalty with an airline or if you already have loyalty, the points game is something serious. Like it will really change your life. And I say that because most flights that you purchase with points can be reinstated with no cancellation fee and even up to like days before the trip. So for example, I went to Paris this year and I had booked with points and I wanted to move the date. My friend was having something and I was like, oh, I want to stay a couple extra days. And I was able to cancel and rebook with points a flight 
like a week before I was supposed to leave. And if I had paid cash for that flight, it would have been like not an option because it probably would have been thousands of dollars. It would have been hefty cancellation fees. So you'd be surprised how simple and usually the miles are back in your account like instantly. So Oh, totally. Yeah. If you can rack up points through hotels, through travel and through credit cards, if you're able to responsibly manage that responsibility, <laughs> that type of thing. I don't want to send anyone into debt, but if you can handle it, I'll by all means, please like get the credit card bonuses, sign up, use your pr everyday purchases for points because it really does make a difference. Yeah. Yeah, it does. No, that well, there you, you heard it there. Um, I couldn't agree more. I've definitely seen how my travel experience has changed significantly because I I basically ended up do, uh, choosing a specific brand and sticking with them, and that loyalty has paid off. My travel experience is far more smooth, all things considered, mm -hmm. you know. Um, but they're you know they're definitely going above and beyond to help those that might have status, you know, within, right. within that sort of brand. So definitely solid tip there. Also, yes, don't go into debt. Be responsible right. with your credit cards. <laughs> Please do not go into debt. <laughs> I'm not advising that because it defeats the purpose. You might as okay, well no. go, like, buy your flight in cash. But if you can manage to get those sign-up bonuses and get you closer to status faster and all those good things, just it's worth it even because a lot of times especially even myself when I first started traveling it was all about whatever the cheapest trap flight was and so I was just a look like Delta here American here United here but even if it's like $50 difference or like maybe a hundred more expensive just think of the long game and, totally. and try to that loyalty it's worth it totally agree i love that um all right well if we're we're kind of wrapping things up here this has been such a great conversation and i know we're gonna have you know a lot of the uh the people that have been tuning in will want to find out more but what is next for you and what should we be on the lookout for yeah so i am building one girl one world the blog up uh, into more of an editorial platform. So planning on hiring writers, cranking out more content. So definitely keep an eye out there. You can sign up for my newsletter at onegirl-oneworld.com or you can just Google One Girl One World and it'll come up. And then beyond that, I'm also working on finally getting some kind of course or like mentorship program going for people who want to become travel influencers themselves because... I get asked that quite a lot and I feel like I finally have, I, I feel ready. It wasn't that I didn't have the, the tools, but I just really want to provide as much value as possible. And I feel like I can do that now. Which is amazing. So looking forward to that. I'm so excited for you. It's, it's exciting to see just like how much you've even changed. Like, I mean, you were already like in it deep when, when we met a couple years ago maybe four ish years ago or so but like to see like just that. how much more it's evolved and how you've grown as well too it's been so exciting so thank you so much for taking the time to be on the show um i'm gonna make sure that we've got all the details so that for anybody that's tuning in they know how to find you we'll have all the links in the show notes um as well too so um if you aren't already following francesca uh check her out because she does amazing content and shares incredible advice too. So thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me. This was fun. It's always fun to just chat, travel. and Yeah. With somebody who gets it too. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
Definitely. All right. Well, there you have it. Check out the details in the show notes and stay tuned for next week. Well, there you have it. Thank you for tuning in to Travel Redefined. Hopefully you've taken away something from this week's guests and that you too are excited to see how travel is evolving. Don't forget to leave a review if you enjoyed today's episode and subscribe so that you won't miss out on the amazing conversations to come. And until next time, keep on traveling.